totally off topic today. In case you don't know who I am, I'm Kristen Noriega. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I help moms lose baby weight via portion control. So that's what I do, and I'm excited to welcome Felicia today. She's a pelvic floor physical therapist, and oh my goodness, how do these two things go together? Well, you know, I work with moms, she works with moms, I do the diet side of things, food side, and she does all the messy stuff. <laughs> they go hand in hand. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and invite Felicia to join our live right now and give me just a sec while we get situated. Okay, this should work. We shall see. Hey, Felicia. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Good, welcome. Thanks. So, Sorry. I don't know if you heard my interview, or my introduction, but you have the messy side of things. I know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was watching some of your, like, your um, lives and just going through your feed, trying to kind of brush up on some stuff, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't know about this. <laughs> are you there? Can you hear me? You can't hear me? Uh-oh. Let's see. So I, if anyone's watching this and you can hear me, let me know so that we know where the problem is. is it, Felicia, you can't hear me, right? I don't think so. <laughs> so if someone's watching this, let me know if you can hear me. Felicia is a pelvic floor physical therapist and um, Felicia, just join again. I'm going to try to bump you out. Okay, she'll be back, I promise. She's a pelvic floor physical therapist, and she has a new practice. She's in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she works with women in the postpartum phase, and she tries to help women regain all of their muscles and ability and all of that. So let's get her back in. We're going to make this work. She's coming back and she has some really good information for you as well as her page. So you can definitely go follow her too. And she has lots of good content coming through. So Felicia, you hear me now? Yeah. Someone tried to call me and I tried oh. to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> There's always some sort of technical difficulty. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so do you want to introduce yourself? I just kind of kept talking about who you are, but you can tell us a little bit about you. Yes, so I am here. I'm here in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I have a private pelvic health clinic, and I serve everyone with anything going on with the pelvic floor. I graduated from UNM, so the University of New Mexico. Um, got my psychology and Spanish degree and my bachelor's degree, and then I got my doctorate in physical therapy. So since I've been in physical therapy, I've been doing pelvic health this whole time, and I've just branched out into my own thing and have my private clinic. Um, and, and I think it's important because I can treat people how I want to be treat them, expand and be able to do small appointments, like, you know, just an hour. But if we need two hours, because for whatever reason, then we have that ability to do it. Um, which is not something that every clinic has a flexibility of doing. So creating 
the specific kind of care for each individual person is what I'm trying to do with my business. That's super awesome because a lot of times when we go to the um, like a gynecologist appointment or whoever it is where we're getting that area checked out, it's like get in, get out, do it, just you know, go change and we're done. And like I don't even have time to ask the questions that I want to ask. I don't know how to ask them. And so it sounds like you make it a comfortable experience for your patients. That's awesome. Right, right, exactly. You know, the, the beauty of doing physical therapy is that we don't just have one appointment. We have multiple appointments to get to know each other and create time to develop a relationship and take our time to get through everything. So I'm usually sometimes the first person, aside from maybe their medical doctor, that has heard about what's going on and sometimes with direct access. So direct access is where you can go directly from your house straight to physical therapy versus having to go to an actual medical doctor for treatment. And so sometimes I'm the first person that even knows that something's going on with someone. And so it is hard to talk to people about such an intimate area, you know, yeah. um, and if it can be embarrassing. So yeah, I think it's important because I have that time to get to create a relationship with my patients. So they feel like I'm their friend or um, something similar to that. Yeah, just comfortable. So anybody who's watching, feel free to um, drop in some comments. And if you're catching the replay, you can comment as well. And Felicia and I will make sure we follow up on that. So the replay is going to be up for a long time. And you can comment whenever. We will both check in on that. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay. So Felicia, let's just say I happen to like, you know, have like three kids and I'm coming into your office. I'm a little nervous what is, what, what should, what should I ask? What's the first thing you want to hear from a, somebody who has had children? You know, I think it's just a matter of like, why are you coming to see me? Is it, okay. just to, um, <laughs> are you having problems? Or are you just kind of getting checked to see how everything is functioning? You know, I think that's the big question is mm -hmm. what brings you here? So if you're like, I had a mom, I don't really think anything's going on, but I just had three babies and I want to make sure everything's working right and that I'm not doing anything to injure myself in the future then it's like that's a different conversation versus I'm leaking or I'm having pain the, the conversation okay. will go either different directions depending on why you're here to see me okay what's the most common reason you hear that what's the most common reason patients come to you so patients will come to me if they're leaking urine, mm -hmm. um, if they're having pain. So pain could be anywhere. Like it could be like pelvic floor stuff. So like vaginal, rectal, tailbone, back pain, groin pain, abdominal pain. Um, or they could be having problems like with constipation, you know, that can be a big thing. Like they, they have pain when they poop, but they don't have hemorrhoids or um, they're, or they're having a difficult time completely emptying with pee or poop. So, I mean, there's a whole array of things. People can't have a good sex life, sex life or a sex life at all because they have pain and they've had it for maybe years for some. So, I mean, it, there's so many spectrums of people that come, but it's all related to the pelvic floor in some way or another. Okay. What, what immediately comes to mind for me and like women that I've talked to is leaking. And that was the first thing that you said too. Like, I think it's just accepted and it might not be right, but when you become a mom, you're going to leak, you know, jump on the trampoline, you're going to leak. It's just, you know, part of being a mom. 
Is that right? Is that true? Oh, no, that makes me cringe. <laughs> you know, okay, let me say this. If you do have leakage, it can be common after having a baby, but it should not be normal, okay? So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for leaking, um, and depending on the length of time that you've had leaking, but, you know, you really want your pelvic floor muscles to be evaluated as well as the rest of your body. If you just had a baby and you're leaking, there could be a whole lot of things that's going on. Your muscles may be tight. They may be too relaxed. Your muscles may have incoordination to squeeze when you need them to, and you might actually be pushing open when it should be squeezing around the tube where the pee comes. There might be incoordination with breathing, you know. Maybe you're pushing, breathing weird and bearing down versus squeezing those muscles. So there's a whole lot of things that I'm looking at when it comes to leaking, but no. <laughs> leaking is not normal. I don't care if you're 100 years old and you had a baby. Like, unless you have physical damage to nerves that control those muscles, like there is hope to getting better. Um, so myth bust Okay. It's not normal. Well, good. I'm not asking for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone is leaking, what's the, like, one thing someone watching this could do to, like, try to figure out or troubleshoot or improve? So um, if you're leaking with sneezing, coughing, or laughing, like, one thing you can do is try, like, a knack technique. So that means you, so say that your pelvic floor muscles, you would squeeze them around and pulling up and in. Hold those muscles, maintain that squeeze as you do like a cough or a sneeze, and then relax them. So if you're having leakage with those activities, that would be an easy thing to do. Okay. Okay. So. Now, how many people who are watching this just did that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so awkward with this stuff, Felicia. It's and this okay. Is like and that's what you do. <laughs> you know, and it's okay to be awkward because this is like... You know, I, I know when we were talking about this earlier is we, like, growing up, we didn't talk about this area of our body. Like, it was for marriage. <laughs> That's it. Baby making muscles. But, I mean, there's a whole lot more. Like, it's our pee muscles, our hoop muscles. Like, not just yeah. our baby making muscles, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's important to think about our whole function. It's our support, support. You know, there's a lot that we can think about it besides just sex. Because I think that's a, what a lot of people think. So it's just our sex muscles, but it's not. <laughs> Okay, well, even though it's not just our sex muscle, what if we talk about some of that aspect? A lot of women, it seems, like, I don't know this, but it seems like a lot of women have pain after they have their babies. Can you talk about that? Yes. So, you know, sex after having a baby is terrifying in itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you think about it the first time, you're like, do I really want to try this? Like a baby just came <laughs> out of here and I don't want to even think about anything else getting clear. Can you stay away, right? Um, but, you know, pelvic floor pain can occur from pelvic floor muscle tightness. So those muscles just don't want to relax. Sometimes there's scarring in that area and that can cause pain too. And so if you're having pain with sex or any insertion vaginally, it can be because there's muscle tension or overactive nerves that are in that area and make it difficult to have sex. So you'd want to work with a physical therapist because they, we can help work on releasing those muscles and developing a plan to really get everything to relax because it's not just like, think about it, relax, and then they happen because if there's been a lot of things and trauma to that area, the muscles just 
they try, trust me, they try, but it's just like, they don't want to do it. And so that's where like having a professional can really make a difference in working because there can be the superficial pain, like more externally. And then there can be the deep pain. And speaking of deep penetration pain, if you've had a C-section, women um, with C-sections are more likely to have that deep pain because of the scar. And so if you're having pain with sex and you have a C-section, even working on mobilizing that scar and getting it to move better can help um, because that uterus, right? Um, your uterus, my goodness here, um, if that scar is right here and it's not moving, it just like creates re restriction on that, that vaginal opening to move, right? So if this is stuck okay. right here to the abdominal wall, um, the uterus doesn't move a lot, but if there's no motion here, then it can cause some pain. Mm -hmm. So it's not something people think about, I have a C-section and I have vaginal pain, what the heck? Like, but it's actually quite common with a C-section to have deep penetrative pain. Weird. I, of course, like trying to like maintain a little bit of like personal space here, you know, but I did have a C-section with my first and I would agree with what you said as far as when you have a C-section, nothing is the way you imagine it would be. It seems like everything down below should be fine because your baby didn't come out that way, but it's like, it's not. So I don't know. I feel you on that one. Right. And it, um, just so to mention C-section, you know, you think about it, you carry a baby up to around nine months, right? And baby's growing in your uterus really big. But your pelvic floor muscles that whole time that you conceive to when you have baby is supporting the baby. So if those pelvic floor muscles are holding your all your organs, abdominal organs in place so that it doesn't everything doesn't just leak, right? So I mean that in itself is enough to just create muscle tension and yeah. so Yeah. So I did get a question from somebody before this and she said, you know, what do we do when we're having pain with sex? Does it have to be come into the office or is there something somebody could do at home to again work through this right in the ideal world i would recommend going to a public floor physical therapist okay. and the reason why is because we are trained to help with the pelvic floor muscles and the rest of the body so we're not just going to look at you from pregnancy on we're going to look at your whole medical history even like previous injuries that you had and then leading up to the pregnancy and postpartum to see what's going on. We'll do a thorough evaluation of the pelvic floor muscles and find basically like mapping out, if you're having pain, mapping out exactly where those pain points are so that you're not having the pain. And then we create an, an action plan on how to resolve that pain. So if it's muscle tension and tightness, then we would develop a pelvic floor muscle stretching program that you could do in clinic, as well as at home with your, either by yourself or with your partner, depending on what's best. I mean, there's some books and I can make some recommendations after we're done that can be helpful, but ideally, in the ideal world, you really want to get checked because it's not just the pelvic floor muscles you want to check. You want to check the rest of the body to make sure there's nothing else going on and that there's nothing else that could have been contributing to why you're having pain in the first place. Because it could be, you know, your pooping um, is affecting your bladder or your pain, your pelvic floor muscles. Um, there can be a whole lot. So I'd say you'd want to get those muscles checked um, so that you have a unique tailored treatment specifically for you and not just like a generic one. Yeah, relating that to <clears throat> like what I do, I totally can see this because, you know, the average woman out there might say, 
uh, my stomach hurts, I'm just going to go dairy-free. I want to lose weight, I'm just going to go keto. I'm just going to try this stuff. And it's like throwing darts at the wall and, with your eyes closed. You know, you don't really know what you're doing unless you're working with a professional who can help you a whole lot faster, tailor it to what you need, and make sure you get results. For In this case, it would be, you know, pain-free life. So, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. See that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now moving from the front to the back, something I know you said that like beforehand you said you get a lot of questions about this and it, pooping and all of the stuff that goes on in the back that you also don't expect to have problems with when you have your babies. What's the deal with that? <laughs> Why does that happen? <laughs> pooping is so important to my goodness. Like... <laughs> If you don't poop, like, or it's, it'll affect your life. And, I, and I'm sure if anyone's watching this and they've had problems with pooping, like, it can, like, cause lots of problems. So, you know, you really want to make sure that you're doing things right while pregnant to have good poop and proceed through those same things that you're doing so that you have good poop. So, like, you can attest for this. You want to make sure you're eating plenty of fiber, drinking plenty of water, and getting lots of movement so that you're having good poops because mm -hmm. I mean it can lead to a whole lot of problems if you're not doing that all the time right so if you're um especially like with the hormonal shift changes like you just had a baby there's changes in the hormones if you had pain medications like or an epidural um, that can make you sometimes more constipated mm -hmm. um, and those are all not fun things yeah um, and then you're maybe dehydrated from birthing all like I don't know, maybe a day of birthing, um, depending on who you are. But yeah. you want to make sure that you're doing things during pregnancy and then keep doing those things to help with pooping well. Because if you don't, then yes, exactly. Drink water. <laughs> and water bottles are really ideal because then you can take them with you and make sure you're not dehydrated throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But as far as making sure you have good poops, because you don't want to get any of the bad stuff, right? So if you have nice poops, they're nice and soft, they come out nice and relaxed. But if you don't, you start to get a harder, firmer stool. You feel like you're having to strain and push. So you're putting yourself at increased risk for hemorrhoids, um, anal fissures, pelvic organ prolapse, pain. Um, and it just, there's so many negative things that happen. And once you've had one of those, the pelvic floor muscles can start to respond. Like if you're having strain a lot, that's the muscles might start to increase in tension and tightness. And then you start to get pain that starts to linger, maybe even starts progressing to the front towards the vagina where you're having more pain there. So it could be a cascade of things or tailbone pain you start to get. Um, so you want to really try to manage it from the very beginning when you're pregnant or even beyond that while you're not pregnant, just making sure you poop and not strain to do it because then that's bad stuff. <laughs> I second that. So you guys, you hear it from your pelvic floor physical therapist, you hear it from the dietitian, you need to hydrate, you need to eat lots of fiber, and you need to have good poops. Yeah. In a story. <laughs> yeah. <Awesome. Good> poops. <laughs> I like to think about it too, whenever like someone says, well, you know, what is it, what should it look like? I would suggest, you know, think about what you want your kids diapers to look like you don't want hard pebbles you don't want it to be real firm you don't also don't want it super loose you know just kind of soft slightly formed and 
you know, go with that. So yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And leading to poop, like if you're constipated a lot, that can also give some people problems with leakage, like urinary leakage. And so it's, and it's not something people think about, like I'm leaking urine, like why would my poop have anything to do with it? But it can. Yeah. So if you have a lot of constipation, Perfect. like that poop, that the rectum towards the back of the, the bladder and you can get some pushing, especially if it starts to get really impacted. So if you're having problems with leakage, make sure you're pooping good and that you're not straining to go because that can be a big component. And also with constipation, it can also give people low back pain as well. So it's like, there's a lot of things that not being well can affect that you wouldn't even imagine if you didn't, you weren't me or a pelvic PT. So just some things to think about. Okay, cool. Anybody, if you're watching this, feel free to pop in any questions you have right now. Felicia can certainly answer them. We would love to talk about them. Um, Felicia, I just, I think this is great. I, I seriously, like a couple people messaged me and they're like, I want to go to a pelvic floor therapist. You know, I just recently heard about this. Is this a newer profession, a newer specialty within PT? You know, I mean, it's been around for over a decade. I mean, I think it's getting more known because us pelvic floor PTs are starting to really try to educate the community and public about it. Um, and I think that um, medical doctors and providers that are with moms postpartum are starting to be told more about it as well. So they're starting to hear more about it. But we've been here. We're just getting louder, I think, with educating our patients mm -hmm. and other people so that they get treatments instead of just thinking that they're stuck with these symptoms forever. Yeah, that sounds like it's just kind of part of that movement where the women in the U.S. are speaking out about the fact that postpartum care has been like non-existent. You know, you go to the hospital, you have your baby, everyone cares about the baby, the baby gets checked every regularly every week and every, you know on and on and the mom is just like good luck see ya so I think that what you're doing is fantastic and we need it gosh exactly and exactly because like you said the baby gets checked always like several times after mm -hmm. they're born and mom gets a six six week postpartum check on checkup and then they're like you're good to go go back to normal activity but that's not that's not the case and it shouldn't be that way like you deserve better as a mom to mm -hmm. get the same type of treatment as your baby does on getting better like after all you're having to be the one that takes care of your baby you shouldn't be making sure that you get the treatment you need mm -hmm. so that you can feel amazing in your body and be able to do everything that you want to do not just um suck up and kind of do right yeah for sure <clears throat> you deserve to live your fullest life and that includes in the postpartum phase that includes taking getting the care that you need not just saying like well let's hope it works out like it's kind of crappy so i think that anyone who's listening who has any sort of issue take action go do it find your pelvic floor therapist physical therapist is there like a database or something that um we could look at to find someone in our areas do you have any idea you know, I mean, so if you're, I mean, Google is a really good way to search, but there's also, there's other different search engines. There's like the pelvicguru.com. Um, I think Herman and Wallace has another one. I mean, there's different other avenues to search things. Um, 
in Albuquerque, I'm here, you know, yeah. if you have if you're a question about any New Mexico providers, I probably know just about all of them, or at least have some acquaintance with them, but, yeah. you know, it's pretty easy to find them, it's just you have to know what you're looking for, like a pelvic health or a pelvic floor physical therapist is what you're going to want to look for, someone that specializes on doing internal work, not just external, internal work, because that's really where you're going to see differences. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else that you think that postpartum moms, new moms, moms in general should absolutely know or do regarding their pelvic floor? Um, well, if you've just had a baby, I'd say you want to make sure that you're being patient with your recovery. I think a lot of times moms are so anxious to get back to that pre-pregnancy fitness level and body that they will do anything to get there. So they might start progressing to exercise way too quickly or um, too aggressively. Um, so I'd say just take your time, you know, um, don't rush it. Um, if you are having problems, take care of them right away because it's easier to take care of problems when they first begin than if you wait and delay it, then it's going to take a whole lot longer to make changes. So... Okay. <laughs> For all of us who are like, oh, shoot, <laughs> there's still time. We just got to act on it. Just act. Take action. <laughs> so as far as that postpartum exercise goes, we always hear six weeks, you get the clearance and you're good to go. What does that good to go look like? What's it supposed to mean? How do we take care of ourselves? So the good to go means your uterus has returned to its normal size and there's no like open wounds or anything. Doesn't mean your pelvic floor muscles or any of the rest of your muscles are pre-pregnancy strong. And hopefully you can feel this, that your muscles and your pelvic floor and your abs and maybe other areas are not the same strength. So what that means is that you can start to gradually start returning to things, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily ready to do full 100% everything so you might not be ready to do heavy lifting you may not be ready to go back to crossfit or run again and i would probably mm -hmm. say that's not a good idea to want to do those things right away you want to do things like basic and start working towards those more advanced things because just because you're not feeling symptoms doesn't mean there's something not going on in your body that needs recovery so can you do more damage than good at that point if you get in hardcore right at six weeks? I think yes. so. Um, I think if you're like, say, going back to like heavy lifting or something, mm -hmm. or um, for instance, if you don't use your pelvic floor muscles right, or they're too weak to be doing things, you could be putting yourself at risk for pelvic organ prolapse, you know, or you could be putting yourself at risk for other injuries that you don't want hernias, you know, if your abdominals aren't super strong. So if you're going like to that extreme, I'd say you're definitely putting yourself at risk for injury later. So it might not be right away, but it might start to creep up on you later if you don't re re rehab right. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yikes. So all of us are going to go find the Google, find our PT, and we're all going to make appointments. Because we care about ourselves, we care about our quality of life, which includes pooping well, peeing when you want to, and decent sex, at least, without pain. So everyone, thank you. 
And we thank you, Felicia, for showing up. And we're all going to take action on what you said. Everything you gave us is super tangible. It's inspiring, insightful, terrifying, all of these things. <clears throat> so thank you so much for being here with me today. This is great. Absolutely. I'm excited to share all my things that I know. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna hit end and I will keep this replay up for a while. You can find Felicia at, what is it, nm? nm.pelvic.health.pt. Okay, that's where you can find Felicia and go follow her. She has lots of helpful information.